want to become a supporter of the Core Culture Podcast, simply go to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Z-C-M. Donate that dollar. It keeps us ad free and entertainment full. What up, what up, everybody? It's your boy OS, and we are back. Sorry we missed you guys last week. Uh, had some things change in the studio. Had to get some things moved around. Had uh, some issues with the program, but that's okay. They sent out a quick fix for it the couple days after it happened, so I wasn't really upset. Uh, you know, one of those things. There we go. <laughs> yes, we're going to be dropping jewels today for sure. Um, remember that uh, next week we've got uh, really cool stuff that we're going to be going back, remembering uh, some things that I did uh, for the next show. But this show this week is going to be that show. Instead of uh, waiting until we get to that point, we're actually going to take it all together, get it done this show, and uh, bring back that co-host, Yuani. Let's get it started. All right. What's up? Happy Super Bowl day. Yes, man. Super Bowl. I know everybody's wondering, like, why the hell are we recording at 4 p.m. on a Sunday? Well, uh, it happens to be the Super Bowl starting at in a couple of like, what, two and a half hours? Two and a half hours. Yep. So I didn't want to interrupt that because I know I want to watch it. I know you want to watch it. I'm pretty sure you guys want to watch it, too. So to ensure I can still give you a dope show, hit you with a bunch of killer ass shit, I figured why not? Do it a little early to ensure that I could still get the show in and make up for the fact that uh, we were gone last week due to some uh, technical difficulties. But that's okay. It's some things that happen when you uh, you go full digital. And I figured, you know, uh, it would come to this point. But at least I knew I was able to get it fixed, get it going, and bring you guys an amazing show today. Uh, the one thing I want to start off with is something that uh, Yuani brought to my attention. I thought it was going to be an amazing thing to get the show started. Uh, but the question today is... Do artists have an expiration date? It's a good question. Man, let me know. What's your what's your take? What's what's been your experience so far? I don't know. It's um it's a tough question. Uh, I mean, I know it's been talked about by different artists, and one that I always um, comes to mind is Andre three thousand that he says that the um, you know, the the hip hop is a is a culture for the youth, you know, and you got to stay in, uh, in the now with, uh, what's going on. And yeah. some people, they get older and times change, abuses change and, uh, it affects them on how they produce their music. You know, as life changes, their music changes. I'd like to believe that. No, it, they do not have an expiration day. I believe that if you're talented, you have that talent. It just you just have to find new ways to harness and channel it and uh, and get it out there. And you might have to adapt to the times, but or stay where you're at. But if you want to stay relevant and uh, popular, you do have to adapt. And I see some of these artists adapting. Unfortunately, they're adapting to a music, you know, a culture now that is not up to par. To what we had experienced in the 90s and 2000s um so i'm not happy when i hear my favorite artists changing to the trap music style and and some of the way that they rap 
and but I understand they're trying to market themselves to the youth and keep the money coming in. But uh, as far as their skills, I'd like to believe they're still there. They just chose to change their styles or or maybe lose that passion, that drive, that, that hunger that they had. And it's seen in their music, you know, because when they're hungry, it's a different drive. So uh, to me, Andre 3000 still has it. To me, Eminem still has it, but uh, he doesn't bring out as many hits as he did. But on his new album, I did listen to it, and I have two songs on there, Ya Ya and um, what's the other one? It says a monster. Oh, uh, Godzilla. Godzilla. There you go. Yeah, that's the the hit um, where he's rapping real fast. He's yeah, yeah, about. super fast. Like I was Just, like, what is going on right now? And uh, for you guys who are trying to figure out who the heck we're talking about, it's uh, Eminem. And we're discussing, um, you know, is he still valid today? 2020 January, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the, does he still seem as relevant as he should be? Um, and would he be one of the artists that you could say yes or no to an actual expiration date? Um, you know, my look at it is, can he continue to be relevant regardless of him wanting to, you know, change up the style to give it more of a, you know, new, I want to say mumble mouth because that's what it sounds like. It's like uh, really weird off, uh, you know, uh, a weird off like key cadence kind of, kind of in between and it's stuttery. And I don't know, I guess it's because I'm used to the guys that, you know, they would spit flows and it would just be, you know, so hard and him, him, him as well. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, M is probably, you know, one of the dopest MCs out there that, the world has had in a long time, but I still think that if he wants to continue to be relevant, if he wants to make it and still be somebody, you know, that is like from the old school times and still making money today, then you could say, well, yes, because a lot of those same people that liked Eminem back then are liking him now and will continue to, if you were always a fan now, um, for me, it's always been an up and down with him just because of the fact that he's gone through so many different changes. Uh, the last thing was the thing he did with um, where he had the battle rap. What's that kid's name? Uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. And uh, they just went back and forth, and it was good. Like, it wasn't like he he held back or anything. And I think that, you know, him wanting to prove that, look, bro, I'm, I'm a lyricist. I still have the prowess to, you know, take you out in a battle. And it is a thing that can happen. I mean, I don't see that it wouldn't. Uh, the one thing that kind of just, you know, pushes me back a little bit is the fact that I can't say if after so many years old, would there ever be an expiration date for something like that? An artist's true abilities to want to just take them away. You're an artist. You know how that would feel. What if we told you the day of tomorrow, you can't do your artistry anymore? You know, you have to and that's stop. what I'm saying. You have artists like Picasso in the 70s or people till they die. They're creating They're you know, using their outlets. And um, that rap is in, in poetry and all that is another outlet and uh, or, or creativity. And I don't believe that that stops. It's, it's in us. It's who we are. It flows from us. And he will always make music. All these artists will continue to make music. But will it be as good? 
You know, is it going to be watered down? Um, is it worthy of being in the hits in the in the radio and continuing? Uh, you know, our getting our money to support him. Now, I still think he's good. It's just, um, does it compare? Not exactly to me. I mean, it, that don't get me wrong. That Godzilla song and the other is a really good song, and he shows his skills on how fast he can rap, and it it still sounds good. You can still hear the words, even though he's rapping super fast. I mean, that takes some talent to get that out no, and stay on definitely. beat and and keep that flow. And I think and, that's my point. That like I'm not taking away from the fact that he has talent. It's the fact that we're wanting to put a date on when he would stop using it. That that yeah. that's the that's a dilemma. And that could happen to any artist. It doesn't necessarily have to be M, but I'm just using him as the example today. No, right. Yeah, you know like what I mean? boxers, they try to stay in there till the end until they, they're forced out. And that's a difference. I mean, there's a difference because that's in their physical, their bodies are yeah. wearing down. But in the in the mind is always strong. They need to keep it sharp. And um, they, I think that they can continue to make music until they die. It's all in their heads. So, Andre, it, it's all in your head, bro. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, that's the thing that like um, I'm, I'm dealing with myself because I understand under 3000, an amazing lyricist, a guy who's crossed boundaries with his own music to continue to have people want to freaking you know what i'm saying i mean this isn't like a like an you know he's not an overnight thing this guy's been doing it for a very long time and has great and immense power to be able to use it in hip-hop lyricists you know what i'm saying and those kind of things are the pressures you know from everyone not just us you know talking about it or wanting him to do something but people who value him and our fans and want him to continue because again it goes back to there shouldn't be an expiration but some people say there should be because i mean eventually you got to stop and you know stop going on the road all the time stay home be with your family do the things that you would normally do and then you know enjoy those and i think that those are the things that guys think about when an expiration date has to come you know what i mean like, I can I can understand making changes for your personal lives, but as far as being an artist and um, being relevant to the times, yeah. I think they have it all in them if they focus hard enough, stay hungry, and and grind at, like they did when they were young. I think that that talent's still there. It just may not come as easy. It, their doubts and their fears will get in the in their in the way and and flood their mind. And, but it's all them, I believe. I mean, I know the greatest of all time will always stay, you know, in the history of uh, hip hop, you know, and the Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? And and that goes into speaking of Biggie Smalls being inducted into his Hall of Fame. I know Eminem. Um, he's not in the Hall of Fame, I don't believe, but I'm sure he will be. I mean, uh, I would hope that they would be able to do that eventually. You know, Andre I mean? three thousand, Lil Wayne, they all deserve to be at the top in the Hall of Fame. Tupac, um, those are the greats. I will, you know, even let's say Lil Wayne came out or Eminem with some garbage, um, it will tarnish their names some. But they've put enough stuff out there <laughs> that they're going to live on forever. You know, that's just the way it is. I mean. To, so so to touch there, uh, 
we're going to get into that first news story of the day. Um, it has to do with Biggie Smalls being inducted into the Rock Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think that's an amazing thing. You know, people that if you had a chance or were able to see, um, you know, what Biggie did and the very few albums that he made. I mean, I think there, there's only like, what, three or four, if anything? Yeah, he didn't really get a lot of time, but he made a huge impact in the short time yeah. that he was here. And he, I wish he was able to still be here to continue to create, to really know who's the greatest. Because, yeah, the test of time will show who's truly the greatest. And now with M's and uh, Eminem and, and Lil Wayne's albums, new albums coming out, and they're not uh, exactly what I have would have hoped, you know, it go, I appreciate more uh, Tupac and Biggie Smalls and Andre and their talents and some of these other rappers at the top. So yeah. it, it does. Uh, they they don't have the luxury of continue to produce more. But uh, if they did, would they still stay up? You know, um, I believe that they would. I I believe they were that talented. Biggie Smalls. I I seen a documentary about him that he never even wrote down his music. I mean, he would be there in the studio all in his head, and he would just sit there over and over and just say, "Okay, I'm ready," and then just spit it out and these people will be blown away like wow that that guy just did that all in his head and just that's an awesome mind i heard he was very intelligent straight a student uh made his mama proud so i mean he is one of a kind he definitely deserves to be in the rock hall of fame is is he is a, a legend and he will live on forever no, for sure. And the best part is that uh, I believe it's got to be 25 years. Uh, it's got to pass uh, from the like your first actual commercial recording before, uh, you know, they can even nominate you. So it's been that long. So September uh, last year, I believe it marked that time frame. And then uh, here we are. It's uh, 2020 January. And we're talking about Biggie going to the Hall of Fame. Once you get the nomination, man, I think, you know, it's uh it's pretty good. I hope they get him in there. I hope he's officially inducted and that he finally gets, you know, his you know, I guess like legacy put in stone. In other words, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That it will forever live, you know, as the thing that he did, the impact that he made on the culture on music and, and hip hop in general. Um I, I just I I, I was blown away cuz I know that like I actually got to see the come up, you know, through through whatever was on, you know, through the videos online that were out there. That they weren't very good, but damn it, they were out there. And uh, seeing all these things that people were doing, um, watching a change in hip hop where we got to see, you know, this amazing talent. I mean, for the people that like didn't get to experience it immediately, man, or be able to buy that that first CD when he came out with it. I mean. I don't know. I, those are the things that like I think about when it comes to, you know, who they let in. It's like, what type of impact did they truly make? Was it so great that it changed the cycle of what hip hop was? I believe so. I believe what he did at such a young age, at an early time in the 90s uh, for hip hop was to prove that a guy could come up no matter what. If he truly believed in his craft and the artistry of what it is to uh, be a dope lyricist, I mean, he encompassed all of that. Then he got, you know, 
with Bad Boy, got all that shit together, being signed, you know, and then just being a smash, man, but taken from us very early. I think that that's the main thing, that he's gone, and in his death, he's still winning. That's an yeah. amazing thing right there. You know what yeah, I mean? I'm glad that he got out there. You know, he could have been uh, unsigned hype and stayed that way and never did anything. Thank God uh, Diddy found him, and he became, you know, history was made. I think it's amazing, man. Uh, I'm going to, I want to check it out. So it's the 35th annual rock and roll hall of fame. Um, I, dude, I think I'm going to, I'm thinking I'm going to watch it. It's on the 27th, according to the article. Um, I, I'm going to check it out, man. I'm going to go look. This, I don't know. This other, um, article that I didn't tell you about loud records, 25th anniversary memorialized, memorial, I can't even say it. Memorialized three of <laughs> hip hop's fallen soldiers, Big Pun, Prodigy, and Old Dirty Bastard. Wow. I just can't believe uh, you know, it's been twenty five years. It's crazy. Two Dude. and a half decades. We've been sitting here uh enjoying this. We're getting old. Nah, man. I but, mean it's, but it's I, I, I'm glad I, we I came up at this thing. time and got to see this firsthand, all of this. Bro. Experience it. Just think. Just think if we were if uh you know we made it long enough to be able to see something this great. What if it would have took longer? That would have sucked. You know? Yeah. But I think the fact that, you know, we were able to get to this point to be able to see these things. I know the young kids that listen, uh, you know, they listen because they want like some of the history. They like to uh, you know, get a catch up on, you know, how hip hop was prior to um the time that we're in now, although we do talk about current hip hop as well. It's not like we leave those guys out. Um, but we always like to touch the guys that meant some to us because of the fact of what they did for us in that time frame in our lives, how they molded, how we listen to hip hop, how it made, you know, the genre what it is today and how, you know, it's continued to allow, you know, kids that want to do hip hop continue to create it in 2020. I mean, honestly. Yeah. And how it, it impacted it them and, and made them who they are today. So they have to, not forget the past, the history, and what brought them to who they are, with this genre and what it is. Hell yeah, man. All right, so uh, let's talk about this next thing. Now, um, there's this podcast that's called Drink Champs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be using them as a reference today. Uh, I love those guys. It's uh, Nori and DJ EFN. And, uh, I mean, these guys are like legends in the game already but it's the fact that they're bringing on other legends and then talking to them and interviewing them and really doing a thorough job about it i think it's pretty cool and if you guys I'm ever little, hear this shit man, yeah yeah if you guys ever hear this uh you know big ups um we'd love to uh get to that level one day uh but the thing that i think i i loved about it the most is that uh lil wayne got to you know really tell his story really open up be himself, you know what I'm saying? Like, get to talk about the things that he went through. And uh, one, of, one of my favorite parts is when they're talking about, you know, him doing shows everywhere. And uh, uh, he went out to, um, like, I think it was, like, Saudi Arabia or, or, or uh, yeah, Saudi Arabia. And uh, while he's out there, you know, he's doing the show. And then um, <clears throat> this lady gave him a hard time at the airport about his jewelry and, uh, you know, he had it in his bag. And if it's over like, you know, $25,000, they have to, uh, go ahead and, you know, uh, uh, you know, what is it? Claim it at the, uh, at the thing. And the guy, he's like, man, he's like, just, you know, I'm not really worried about that. Just put it right there. Put the bag on the plane. You're good. And, you know, they just kind of held him there for a while. Give him a, you know, just it became this thing. Right. 
then later on he's in the uh, dressing room right right before the show you know just kind of like relaxing doing his thing he gets this message that you know he's like uh uh you know the his excellency that that that's what they what he kept saying he's like his excellency is uh uh you know really upset and you know he's he's pissed off he's like he wants to come and see it all the shit i was like oh my god man so he goes over and he says he's in his room and then the guy comes in and he's like he's really sorry and he's like telling him all the shit and he and then uh you know he's like just you know kind of explaining what and then uh the like right after that then like like literally right after that he um he tells him he tells him what do you want uh uh, any car ferrari lamborghini whatever and uh wayne's like uh i'll take the lamborghini and then he goes what kind he's like i want the truck and then uh he gets him the truck right and he says what color do you want he says i want it black he said it took him like like three weeks and then the the thing just showed up The thing just literally showed up. Alright, hold on. Yeah, so then all of a sudden the Lamborghini just shows up at his house. uh, And it got like wrapped in this like really dark, uh, you know, like almost black, like charcoal color, he said. And that was uh, the gift that he got uh, from when he went and did a show. This was young, like when he was like younger and shit like that. I was like, that's crazy, man. You know you're like making impacts in you know hip-hop when there's you know like a sheik or whatever from uh you know saudi arabia is buying you a freaking lamborghini, lamborghini? yeah truck the truck too <laughs> not a not a car i'm talking about the actual truck which is amazing so i don't know some of the things man you like guys say uh you know do they have an expiration date let's let, let's touch on that again well here's, a, um, here's another guy lil wayne Still making music to this day, still being impactful. I don't know, man. Uh, well, I, I um, listened to his. I didn't really like much. There's one song called "Dreams" that's on there that I kind of like. You know, it might, it might grow on me. I, I didn't get to. You know, that you can only listen to so much in those snippets. I think it started to sound good with the hook. Yeah. Other other than that. I didn't really like any of them. And I really try. I go over them two times, three times to see. Maybe I like it. But no, I wasn't impressed. Uh, it said in the interview that he has like tons of music, you know, waiting to come out. Well, I hope he goes through and finds the better ones because I didn't really like those. And out of all his music, I mean, he does produce a lot. There was one year that he made so many songs that it had to be a record that he broke it was crazy but all that volume i'd rather have quality than quantity you know but he does have a lot of quality mixed in and that huge amount of quantity and he still lives on and he's still to me one of the best it's just his latest album you know brings that down a notch it turn you know tarnishes that name because it's it's he didn't keep it going he's got to stay up on top, got to stay relevant. At least have a couple of hits in there, but I didn't what, see one. What would you score, man? One to ten. I, I, out of one to ten, mm, I'd give it a three point five. A three point five. Wow. All right. So they heard. And, and I'm a little harsh when it comes to um, 
grading, you know, uh, movies and music. Uh, but I like to be honest and truthful. If I was to ever interview an artist and they asked me, I'm not going to lie to them. I don't want to sugarcoat it. You know, I, I would think that if I was them, I would want to hear the truth from a fan. And I am a true fan. And uh, I still, like I said, love the guy. I'm going to check out that whole episode of Drink Champs. I love that show. It's an awesome, chilled out show. They're down in Miami. I would love to go down there and knock on their door. But um, yeah, it's cool that he's, Noriega is on the inside. You know, he knows these yeah. people. He's had relationships with them so he can talk to them in a, in a different way that I would not be able to because he's, you know, he knows he's been at the parties. He knows the, the rumors and and he asked them there and they, they talk about anything. So that's awesome. It's an awesome show. And, I, I, uh, I like it because it's a, uh, it's more of a realistic look at the artists themselves. You know, it gives right. you a, a sense intimate, of really who they are. It's not like, you know, they're at some like, you know, uh, uh, you know, some channel station or whatever. And they're like making them like, Hey, you got to look like this. You can't talk about this, you know, no cursing, that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're smoking blunt after blunt, taking shot <laughs> after shot. It's I'm crazy, right? <laughs> they're it's getting crazy. really relaxed and, uh, just talking on a personal level. And, um, I love it. Yeah, man. No, I, I think it was the best part, but it was just listening to him tell a story. And, uh, the fact that, yes, I felt jealous. Cause I'm like, man, you know what? I would have loved to have been able to sit in that room and ask this guy questions, you know? Yeah, me too. Some of those sure. things. Oh. Like I would have wanted to have least, you know, gotten to the point where, you know, kind of asked him like, uh, you know, when you were having your issues with getting, you know, Carter five released, man, I mean, what were you going through? Those kind of things. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to understand, you know, his frustrations, because I'm sure we talked about it, like, on this show, like, a long time ago, uh, like, I want to say, like, five episodes ago. Um, we had some talking about, you know, what he was going through, how they weren't letting him release the Carter Five album. And this was all in, like, 2019. And it was kind of sad. You know, like, it's like you're going through all these things, you're, 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 you're working so hard to put out an album, and then they don't let you, you know? So for him to be releasing albums now... You know, after all this time, I think it's still great, man. I, I, I think the fact that like he can do it on his own, you know, with the whole young money thing and be able yeah. to just come up and, you know, not be held down by everything else. You know, the other labels, all the other kind of stuff. You know, when you're when you're the label, you're yourself are. You know what I'm saying? It's different. And that's what the big, big, really big major labels are learning that the guys that have been in the game for a while, you know, they get out of stuff, they make their own label, and then they don't need you anymore. Yeah, they learn from the best. Uh, Jay-Z, running things, making moves. You have to. You have to. I think you have to have a Jay-Z mentality when it comes to the hip-hop music industry. You know, be really good. Get your own damn label. Get away from the label that you were on after you suffice, you know, whatever the you know deal was originally, and then go do your own thing. And I did hear a clip from the show that they spoke about Jay Z and how he helped out Lil Wayne and how he's a real cool dude, like a like a real good friend that's willing to help a person out and whatever their issue is, you know, behind the scenes, not in the in the eye of the you know, celebrity, uh, not in the public eye. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, he, he exactly. Helps these exactly. people, pays thousands of dollars to get them out of debt or or pay this off or help yep. them this trial or whatever. But he's there. A lot of people 
they don't they're not there. They talk a lot, but when it comes to showing it, obviously, I mean this guy, it sounds like he shows it. So uh I gotta start paying more attention to Jay-Z, but he's not my cup of tea, but I can appreciate him as a mogul businessman and talented uh lyricist. And uh, uh, one of the best to do it, bro. Another one, another guy. Um another one that would you know, again, fall into that category of they've been around for a long time, still relevant in the business, although it's not about the quantity of albums now. It's more about <clears throat> the business side of things, what he's been able to achieve doing that. And I think that's the main thing that, like, I want to talk about, which is being able to be in the business sometimes for yourself if you're going to be independent because, uh, you know, we've always had a big push on independent artists here. And I've always asked them to, you know, try and take your time because that's one of the things that I ran into being an A&R at SKE Records. Um, it's not an overnight thing. A lot of people seem to think so. The only way that it looks like it's overnight is because the guy had already a big fan base, whoever this independent guy is. You know, he's got mad people following him. He's got the music out there. People know who he is. But this was done by just putting music out there. You know what I'm saying? By people listening to it. If it's really good, it's going to get listened to. Trust me. And because these guys already had a following, when the label comes out and then they say they're signed, all the same people that were following them already, that gets double because of all the exposure, all the things that are happening, all the social media shit that's out there to push these guys, uh, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars that are spent to do that. And that's why it looks like it's an overnight success. And really it isn't because, you know, most labels at least nowadays, the way that the way that we look at it is if it takes way more money to start from zero and make them somebody than to grab somebody who already has some drive, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, following. And then just push off of that, you know what I'm saying? Because they already got part of the platform. They're just going to build the rest of the layers to make it a three-story platform now, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, I used to be down here, now I got the second and the third floor, and I'm all this. This is my yeah, package. Now, you know nowadays with social media, they probably don't mess with you unless you have some type of following. No, for sure. You have to be some type of influencer uh, in present day. I think that a lot of guys that are upset that, you know, they're in their local towns trying to get, you know, some shows done. It's frustrating. Yes, because some, some places they don't want to pay. They're like, hey, just come do a free show. And then you're like sick of doing free shows. You know what I'm saying? I'm, pro I'm pretty sure a lot of the independent guys have done tons of those. And I know because I, I've gone to them, even for the artists uh, at SKE. I've actually gone to these shows. But it's amazing, the crowds that show up to hear them do the music. And Sean Archer has done very well. I mean, we've got billboards. I know you guys see that shit on SKE Records. We post it all the time. I mean, like, anybody can make it if you have the drive to push to that level. And that's what I keep telling people. It's like... We talk about these people that have been in the game for a long time because they've proven they could hack it. They can make it. Because here they are 20-something years later, you know what I'm saying, almost 30 years later, and they're, they're still making music. They're still relevant. They've got their own businesses, and that's the kind of thing you got to look for, man, that longevity. Uh, a lot of the new kids that come out, they have a few tracks. They do okay, and then you know, within a year, we don't even see them again. Like that kid designer, you know, designer, right? That no. Panna song or whatever. 
No, I haven't heard. You got you got to look that shit up. It's it's pretty crazy. So this kid came out, and then all of a sudden, I don't know. Didn't really hear too much about him. Twenty eighteen wasn't too big. Twenty nineteen, a lot less. Here I am in twenty twenty. I still haven't heard anything about this kid, and it's weird because typically, if you're you know doing anything impactful in hip hop, you come up in all of the publications, and I didn't see anything. So I'm trying to figure out what happened. And again, it's like. Do these people fall into a category of expiration dates, which is kind of crazy for this kid? Maybe just because he's done some successful things, but not the longevity kind, not the kind that Jay Z's done, not yeah, the these, kind that, that these guys were out there doing battles. Kind of guys, they were out there for years, hustling, grinding, selling, do whatever they could to get on top. By the time we saw them, they already had years of experience. No, for sure. I mean, it's one of those things. It's like you don't really notice um, how far people have come uh, in the world uh, without you know seeing them grow through all of their uh, growing pains. But here, I'm going to shift a little something here. Shout out to all my Latinos out there. This is something for you guys. Um, you know, a little bit of pride I had. I had to bring this shit up. I, we, me and Yohani talked about it. We thought it'd be a great idea. But to talk about the fact that uh, uh, it looks like HBO Latino aims to uh, motivate the Latino vote with Habla y Boda. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to explain it all. And for everybody who did not understand that last part, it's speak and vote in Spanish. And basically, <coughs> from what I read here, um, it's going to be something dedicated to uh, push the Latin vote, man, to get us out there to make a difference, you know, like actually try and, you know, get our votes out there because I don't know. It's like if all of us don't get out there, you know, all races, obviously. But I mean, if we don't get out there and vote, um, we can't truly make a difference. And I'm not telling everybody they have to. That's not what the show's about. I'm not about politics ever. But, you know, sometimes if you want to see changes in the world, sometimes you got to speak up. And I think one of the things is trying to get out there and make a vote. And I'm not getting paid to say any of this shit. I just believe in the fact that, um, you know, we, you know, as a people should try and make changes that kind of, you know, benefit us the best they can. Obviously we've had a lot of crazy things in the world and there's been a lot of weird presidents to not get too deep into that. (laughs) But, you know, here we are. And I feel, you know, like empowered by it because I know that if I make a difference uh, as a Latino doing podcasts that I can personally, you know, try and push it for us. I don't know how everybody else would feel or how they would do it, but it was something that I felt pretty strong about. I mean, I know that um, if you're not, you know, uh, Hispanic, you may not understand some of the struggles or some of the things, but I think that everybody deals with their own no matter what race you are, you know, you just, um, you know, run into your own issues, your own problems that you deal with on a daily basis and what you do to get out there. And one way to change things is to make a vote. And I wish that, you know, it was easier, you know, and that we can all make a difference in our own way. But sometimes uh, it's as simple as just us talking about it, getting it out there, you know, speaking it into existence, if, uh, if I may. And that's what makes me happy, man. I think, um, you know, when you brought this up, uh, Yoani, I was like, dude, you know what? We haven't really talked about anything like this ever. Well, I think it's important. I know that this is mainly a hip hop related show, but since th- we are Latinos and um, 
this is very important to everybody, not just Latins, is to be heard. You can't complain and then not vote because then you're just wasting your air. You might as well not even say anything. If, if you really want change, you got to get out there and choose. And I plan to. I have been for years, even though I haven't followed politics. It's not my thing. But I think it's very important to pick my president since he's running the show. And uh, Latinos are a minority. But according to that show documentary, it says by 2050, we'll no longer be a minority. So we have to flex our muscles, our um, you know numbers, because we're a very big force. And that's the only time that they pay attention when it comes time to vote. Then they want to be nice to the Latin and, uh, you know, try to sway their vote in their direction. So I'm not telling people to vote in any way. I'm just saying follow, you know, what's going on and uh, make the right decision for you and your family. Because I think it was one out of five uh, Hispanics actually vote. So the possibilities are, are there for us to make a huge impact. I mean, I, th- I think that that's the point, right? Get us out there, get us making a difference, you know, making a change in the world. And uh, this is where we got to start, man. We got to try and, you know, get out there and vote if we can. I mean, again, I don't try and make this political or anything, but every time that something's important to me, I try and advocate for it. I think that um, it's a cool thing, man. And again, I didn't get paid to say any of this shit. I just really, truly feel that it's worth it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a thing that a lot of people don't really talk about that often, but maybe should, you know, on a kind of light level, just to kind of understand uh, what people want to do or how far they want to take, you know, where they're at or, you know, if it'll make a difference. Immigrants are in the news and the forefront, uh, you know, and the majority of the immigrants spoken of is Hispanics, Mexicans and and uh, we, it's important for us to unite and fight for what's important, our, our rights as Americans. We're just as American as everybody else. So we've got to stand up and be heard. Truest thing you said all day, bro. Truest thing you said all day. I love that shit. All right. So let's go ahead and keep it going here and get into this next thing. And I want to talk about this group because I think it's fucking crazy. Uh, these two dudes uh, literally do, I want to say, like remixes of old hip hop classics. And, and I'm saying classics as in like, you know, Passing Me By, Pharaoh like the story says here, um, Simon Says. You know what I'm saying? These are tracks that are like from my era, shit that I grew up to. And I got to tell you, um, listening to these guys play it, it's fucking crazy, man. I mean, one dude's got a banjo. Another guy's got a violin. And they're just, they're killing it, man. It's called uh, Gangsta Grass. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. I didn't get to hear, but I, I do get excited about that because it just gives you a different look and sound on something that you already love. I used to love that show back in the day on MTV called Unplugged. And it would show these artists come on there and show their skills without all the technology. Yeah, no, for sure, bro. Singing live and rapping live and playing instruments and and still coming across with the same, you know. You, you know what I'm trying to say. I can't I can't find the word. <laughs> with, the, with the same, you know, energy. 
There you go. That's a good one. Energy. I like that. Um, talking about energy, there is a group here locally in Tampa that um, I want to turn everybody on to. Now, um, I don't get to talk about uh, local talent that often because, you know, sometimes it's uh, a little tough because, um, you know, Tampa's not always been known for great hip hop. But this particular group here uh, has changed my mind completely. The name is The Villains with a Z, V-I-L-L-A-N-Z, The Villains. Um, there's a few albums. Uh, one of my favorite ones is The Necessary Evil. So definitely check that out. It's one of their newest uh, albums that came out this year. Um, I couldn't believe that the flow these dudes had. And they're from Tampa. I mean, they literally sound, they have like, it's almost like local, how do I explain it? It's almost like an East Coast feel, but in Florida. Yeah, we've had a huge East Coast influence uh, down here in Tampa. So you never know what you're going to get, what sound down here. It's a melting pot. Uh, But yeah, how did you hear about them? The crazy part about it is the dude that is in the group, uh, one of the guys, uh, Davini, I actually worked with him, which was crazy. And he's like, I, one day, like, you know, I was at work and I'm like listening to some music and he heard it and, uh, he's like, Hey man, that's my track. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, bro, this is my track. And I was like, get the fuck out of here, bro. It's like, which one are you? And he tells me and I was like, no, no way. I couldn't believe it. This dude, you would never guess. You still work with him? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He still works for us, but it's just the fact that like, you know, you would never guess this guy is like this very, um, you know, like focused, uh, hard worker, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not like, you don't, he doesn't seem like a creative type in that case. You know what I'm saying? Just because of how he works at work. But how did, how did you even find that track? Um, so, so it was weird because like, um, I, I have this uh, app called audio Mac. I don't know if you guys have heard of that shit. Um, again, I'm not getting paid for this either, but audio Mac is pretty cool. It, uh, has a great, uh, group of music that has to do with like independent guys. <clears throat> And uh, one day I just had, you know, music playing. And then after a while, you know, you get the algorithm and the algorithm just starts like, you might like this, you might like this, you might like this. Right. And after about five tracks, uh, one of their songs come on. And I was like, no way. And um, it was this like, let me find it here. I'm going to, I'm going to grab it here. Feelings. Let me see here. Uh, Let's find it. So did you talk to him about being on the show? Yeah, actually, I did a few times. Um, he's, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, um, he works a lot and he does a lot of shows. So it's kind of like tough for him to <clears throat> come on. I, I did interview him a while back uh, when I first found out uh, that they were like making music. And I interviewed him and I brought him on to just talk about, you know, the whole local scene, uh, you know, what he would see, the things that I would see being around here going to. Uh, you know, the local shows and catching the guys here and just seeing how um, hip hop has evolved here locally in Tampa. It's kind of crazy because um, I went to this place, it was called Crowbar. And um, on like Sunday nights, they had the yeah, <laughs> old the, school Sundays or something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's like half of it's open mic and the other half is just them playing, you know, the old school tunes. Hip hop Sundays or something like that. Uh, so, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, um, I met the uh, DJ Ruby something i forgot his name that he's um he djs there and told me about it i haven't checked it out but we got to go one day and check it out 
I'm down. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing. I love going. Uh, it's one of those things where like I wish I had a camera and mics and everything, and I would do like a whole taped show, and then we could do our you know so, our you know core culture podcast there at the show, which would be amazing. Yeah, that would be cool. I would like love to just take everything and to be able to videotape it and actually do real interviews. You know, we we really got to explore our local talent and utilize these you know unsigned hypes, and and we could play their music. Yeah, man. Uh, that that's that's one thing that I really wanted to do. Hopefully, uh, if anybody's listening today, uh, there in the live show, if you're from the local area in Tampa, uh, please send your music to mail at zerochillmedia.com. And we'd love to do a showcase on you. Of course, I always love talking about uh, local talent. I think that it's great to be able to express uh, the cool shit that you do and uh, be able to interview would be amazing. So if you guys are listening, please put that out there. I will maybe put it in the show notes as well. Just kind of throw a little uh, tags out there for guys that are in the local area that want to get an interview on the core culture podcast. All right. So let's move on to another dope album that we're going to talk about today. And this one is Raekwon's the Appetition. Let me just say this, bro. It's, it's an EP. It's got exactly three tracks. That's all you need. All right. EPs, very short albums. If you guys didn't know, LP, the long albums. And it's fucking amazing, man. I, actually, I bought it the day it came out. I'm not going to lie. I went and got it. My favorite track is called Solid Gold. Did you listen to it? Well, I have it right here uh, in front of me, but no, I didn't get to hear it. Oh, man. You, you, should, probably, you should probably play it. Let me see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can play just a little snippet here to everybody. There we go. Hell yeah. It sounds pretty good. I mean, I haven't heard the rapping part yet. Oh, no. It, it's it's freaking amazing. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I love it. That's man. the next one. Yep. There it is. Uh, you got to put uh, yours on. Mine's a little quick, a quick snippet. Oh, no. That's all I wanted to play. I mean, uh, okay. let's not get taken down. <laughs> let's not get the episode taken down. You know what I mean? But yeah, that sounded good. Yeah, no, uh, I love that song. Solid Gold, it's my favorite. Uh, this dude that sings on his name is uh, uh, P. Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T, P. Wright. Super dope uh, vocalist. Uh, I loved it, man. I was like, I can't believe it. Raekwon, what up, bro? I bought his album before this one, too, though. Um, he had an album prior to this, which let me let me, let me get to the to my albums here. I guess um, the chef was in the kitchen cooking shit up. Bro, he definitely was. Um, <laughs> but that was just the appetizer. He needs, he's come out with that LP, that main course. <laughs> you know what? I, dude, I wish. I wish he would. Um, but I love it. I, I love the fact that he's still making music. Um, you know, it's 2020, man. We're still getting albums from members of the Wu-Tang. I'm just saying. It really is crazy. Definitely to touch back on the Hall of Fame, they deserve to be in there. I think DMX, Big Pun, all of those, my favorites. No, for sure. I mean, hands down. Hands down, probably some of the best. Um, but yeah, man, so those are some of the things that I was thinking about. I wanted to go ahead and share with you guys. I thought that, you know, it's it's crazy that here we are, you know, all these years later, and these guys are still making amazing music. And it's, and it's just as relevant as any of the other stuff that you hear on the radio. And just most of the time, they won't play it. Because, you know, obviously it doesn't meet their 
what what they deem is uh, hip hop for the radio. And it kind of sucks because I would love to hear all this guy's music on the radio. I'm sure I'm sure like digital probably plays it. Any of the really good DJs out there, you know, probably in New York mostly, uh, play a lot of this music. And it kind of sucks because like I live here in Tampa, but I love you know that East Coast flavor. I've always loved that style. Don't get me wrong, West Coast. Shout out to you guys as well. I love some East Coast guys as well. Nipsey Hussle would be one of them. Rest in peace. Um, you know, it's having all those things uh, all at once and being able to, you know, sample them now uh, without any restriction, just being able to like say, oh my God, look at all this music, man. I got my hands on when before I used to complain that we'd have to wait an extra like month before we would see some of the latest releases and albums that would come out, you know? Yes. Which it's one of those things. I think uh, one of the, one of the, one of the crappy parts about being in Tampa was that we were in the middle and uh, they would ship things from every other way, and then they would slowly make their way inland to us. But after all this time, man, I'm glad that I at least got to listen to the things that I really loved, and uh, Wu-Tang was one of them. And that brings us to uh, one of the last stories we're going to talk about today, and that is the fact that the track released by the Wu-Tang Clan, Cream, Cash Rules, Everything Around Me, uh, is 26 years old. Happy anniversary. Amazing. 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 Uh, they turned, um, what was it? Uh, January 31st was the, uh, the official birth date. 26 years old. It's amazing. I can't believe it, man. And you know what? Like, I, I've got that album, you know, the 36 Chambers album. And I still rock that shit. Like, when I'm alone in my car, can't have everybody in there. Ashley doesn't like this shit. Well, not all of it anyway. And uh, I just... I rock out to it, man. Uh, it, it like soothes me. You know what I'm saying? I get so serene within that time frame. Just listen to the old beats, listen to the rhymes. Some of the things, it's just. It yeah, we so need to get together and, and go over some of those old tapes and listen to them. We should. We should. And we will. I, I definitely want to do that because I think that um, we should do a show where we just review, um, you know, songs from way back when. And then just play them and like, you know, to ourselves and just do like a big review show. Uh, you know, maybe play. Uh, I, I think uh, the amount that uh, I don't know, I think it's for uh, fair use. Maybe I think it's 10 seconds, something like that. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what we 20 seconds, do. something like that. Yeah, something like that. We'll have to I'm gonna have to look it up just to make sure so we don't go over. But I will do my best to uh, try and play um, some of the tracks so that uh, we get, you know, Whatever, a little snippet, something something cool. That way I know for sure, you know, you guys can understand what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> Although for the live show, if you guys heard any of the songs, um, it was stuff that we just played quickly live on air. Um, thank you so much. Uh, obviously, we don't want to get taken down, so we're trying not to, you know, get any copyright or anything like that. But we definitely wanted to give you guys something amazing that you could hear, be able to be like, yo, I want to go check that out because I believe in the artists themselves. They've been around. And they've done so much, and uh, all of their music has always been so impactful to me. Uh, you know, lyrically, uh, the beats, everything, man. They've always been, uh, you know, in my top five. Always, uh, the Wu Tang and all their, uh, you know, members. All right, yeah, so. I love Method Man and uh, Red Man, and which um, <clears throat> let me see, what was the news that uh, DJ Premier recruits Method Man and Red Man for a remix of? Gangstar's bad name. Oh shit! Hell yeah, I wanted to get to this too. Um, bro, 
DJ Premier, one of the best producers to do it, and DJs uh, in hip hop. One with a, probably some of the best longevity as a DJ. There are other DJs out there, but I'm just talking about DJ Premier. He's worked with like all the best, everybody. And to the fact that, you know, there is a Gangstar album that's out, there's tracks on it, and now Premier's doing remixes of it. That shit is crazy, bro. Let me see. Let me see. Here it is here. I'm going to just try and play this. Oh. Damn. Yo, that shit was amazing. I hope you guys heard that shit. Oh, my God. Freaking gay star. Hell, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, that sounds good. Pretty crazy, right? I fucking love it. It's one of those things that I'm like, you know, when when are we going to have amazing dope hits like that where you can still pull back? Uh, you know, some of the greats, put them in a room, and then just spit bars. And the fact that Gangstar's r- rhymes are still relevant today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Still relevant today, man. I- I'm I'm pretty blown away. I love it. I can't believe it. It's one of those things that's like we finally made it. Here we are. It's 2020. We got a chance to cover a shit ton of stuff, you guys. We have really made it um, pretty far this year. Made a lot of big changes. Had to move the entire studio, reset everything up, get it ready, still do shows in between all of that, and then, uh, you know, get with you guys on Sundays. That's going to do it, man. We are at the end. I really appreciate everybody who tunes in each and every first and third Sunday of the month. Remember well, before, that, uh, before you go, uh, we've been, uh, I think, uh, several episodes back, you touched on who's listening. Give a shout out. Got a little time. See who's, who's, can you see who's tapped in? Yeah, man, let's do it. All right, let's uh, do a shout out hour. We haven't done that shit in a hot minute. Uh, let me go ahead and get logged in here. While you're doing that, I'll talk about, uh, speaking of Gangstar, I saw it said Nas, DMX, Gangstar, and The Locks to team up for Gods of Rap 2 tour. I guess it was a first tour. This is the second. But that sounds pretty good. I mean, uh, I don't know how reliable DMX is, but <laughs> if, he sh- if he shows up, it should be an awesome show, man. I I got the pleasure of seeing him last year yeah. in concert. Yeah. And he, he made us sit there waiting for him for two hours over at the Ritz in Ebor. Nice. And man, people were getting so impatient. And after the first time I started uh what do you call it, heckling in the <laughs> crowd, uh, I started saying <laughs> D M X Damn. And everybody just started picking up the whole club. I was like, oh, man, I started that. And the, the DJ was up there just playing 90s music over and over and over. He, he was probably not planning to stay there that long. He's running out of hits. <laughs> and he looked frustrated, especially us That's yelling amazing. at him that we want DMX. But he's just up there doing his thing, getting paid. Finally, DMX came. And it all, you know, nothing else mattered. We were just so happy to see him. He got up there and did his thing. It was super hype. I mean, there's something so awesome. I mean, to connect with strangers like that, people I've never even met and start hopping with them and, you know, elbowing them and just big dudes too. And everybody's just happy to be all squished there, hot together. And it was an awesome show. 
I'm glad he made it, and, and I hope he uh, sticks to that tour and everybody gets to enjoy DMX. He's got a lot of good songs, and they get you always hyped. Hell yeah. All right, so let's bring up the uh, shout-outs right now. Let's give a shout-out to the U.S., of course, uh, California, Arizona, Minnesota, Texas, and Florida. What up? Uh, we've got Germany. We've got the U.K. We've got... The Philippines, holy crap. It's been a while since I've seen them. And shout out to China as well uh, for listening to Night. It's like pretty late over there. Like it's like really late in the UK. Uh, I think they're like like six or seven hours ahead of us. So uh, shout out to them guys staying up late to uh, listen to the show. Truly appreciate you. Um, as always, you know where to check us out on Twitter at Zero Seat Media. You can check us out on On shittymikes.com. Yep, shittymikes.com. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's go ahead and go with a uh, um, <laughs> uh, uh, core culture POD on Twitter, sorry. And then core culture uh, POD everywhere else and zero C media on Facebook. All right, everybody. Now we've came to everything for me. And then, of course, you can check me out at the real Noslin and you want to work in the check you out, bro. You can see me on Facebook or uh, Instagram at Rodriguez photo and art. Um, you know, welcome anyone. Send me a message, send me a DM, whatever. Keep in touch. Send us something on the, uh, podcast. Yeah, man. Send us uh, send us something on the Twitters. Hit us up. Uh, we'd love to interact with you guys. All right, cool. So we're going to go here. Peace, everybody. See you.